listening to the Real Estate and Beyond podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Via Domus team of William Ravis Real Estate. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policies and position of William Ravis Real Estate or their employees. And now, here are your hosts, Brenda and Mike. everybody. It's been a while since our last podcast, but I'm sure everybody understands with the circumstances that are going on. Well, yeah, we've been hit with this COVID-19 virus, which has uh, struck the world, struck the United States and here in Connecticut. It's crazy. I just can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't seem real. Well, the whole thing is our lives have been temporarily turned upside um, down. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, um, there's been a lot of restrictions put on our lives on what we can or can't do. Um, this social, uh, staying far apart from each other, not having more than five people in a group. Um, stores are closed. Restaurants are closed. Um, you can get takeout. You can go to certain stores that have been declared essential stores. Um, grocery and it's almost stores. like just because you know you can't, Go to a store, you think of everything that you should have bought ahead of time. Yeah, but the thing is, like, grocery stores are open, and, and you oh, can absolutely. still get Oh, absolutely. I just mean stores like TJ Maxx, like I shouldn't probably, yeah. I always do this. <laughs> you know, you think of, oh, wow, I should have bought that extra big bottle of shampoo. But the thing is But that, I'm not making light of it, I'm just... No, but the thing is, we will get through this. I mean, it's a terrible virus that's spreading, it's spread fast, um, you know, they're trying to control it trying to understand it. The thing is, you can't live your life in fear, though. No, absolutely not. But it, it's a time where I'm finding, I'm reflecting. I'm thinking about, wow, I hope I've been so appreciative to live in such a great place and you know appreciate everything I have right at my fingertips. And now all of a sudden, I don't. Well, and I'm still seeing, it, it amazes me because I'm, I'm seeing on Facebook people asking, um, are there any places open where I can go get my nails done? I need a haircut. Anybody open? No, they're all closed, but come on. You know, this no, is something No, I know, but that... I guess everybody's gotten used to all these luxuries. Right, but we just have to take a step back now, and we have to follow the guidelines that the state of Connecticut has put in, Governor Lamont. Um, you know, we've been very cautious about this. Yes, we've been working through this, but we've had to change the way we work and we've had to be careful. I mean, I respect the virus. I respect what's going on. Well, we want to stay safe and we want everybody around us to be safe. Right. But so I'm, that's why we are. We are paying attention. Right. But I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not going to be afraid to go out my door. I'm not going to be afraid to no, and I'm not, do certain I'm not things. I'm not also living in fear. I'm not I'm sitting just back, trying to be very cautious. I, I'm not sitting back and worrying about, am I going to get it or not? I'm living my life as best I can with being precautious, taking certain precautions. Yeah, and we just have to remember there's a lot of people out there that they are living in fear. So with going out and doing things, you just have to pay attention to the rules right. so that you don't make anybody, you know, Well, you don't want to get anybody sick, but you don't want to be sick, and, and I understand no, all that. No, nobody wants to be sick. But, you know, in real estate, um, things did not come to a complete halt. Everybody was kind of worried about what they were going to do, um, what we were going to be able to do. Yeah, but they wanted to make sure that it didn't stop, you know, the economy. It does help the no, economy. Do, and the thing is, you have transactions that are going on. You have people that 
Oh yeah, we were in the these, middle of things, yes. and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah. no, when are they going to tell us we have to lock our doors and not come out? Well, that's the thing. We had houses going to deposit. You're worried about home inspections, appraisal, closings, everything yes. that's going to happen. So the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont, came out with a guidance for real estate agents with a list of what they consider, because we've been declared essential workers. Yes. Were um, you surprised by that when they said we were essential workers? Not really, because if you don't keep going with some of this stuff, what's going to happen? I mean, okay, it, it's terrible that weddings have had to be canceled, um, graduations, things like that. Yeah, but that. those are all things that, you know what? It'll all happen. Right. And but, it's sad that they had to put it on hold. Right. But but if you stopped the buying process, just, just shut it off, when this is lifted, you'd have chaos because, you know, you'd have home inspections that have been put off, appraisals have been put off, closings. What about people that, uh, you know, closing on the houses? People may be moving, relocating. Right. right. It would just make everything harder than it had to be. Right. So they said we could continue with our work with certain guidelines, certain restrictions that have been put on us. and um, Right, and it protects us, the buyers, the sellers. And some of these are common sense. Some of these things well, these that are the they no- put on. Basically, some of it is very is the norm. Yes. Or should be the it's norm. It's just not been followed. Right. Um, for instance, showing a property. Mm-hmm. Now, they're saying that if you're going to show a property, you, you have to do it exclusively to the buyers, basically the people that are on the con contract the people that are on your buyer broker and things like this no bringing mom and dad uncle joe right you, you limit know, it to just the just two the people buyers. three people that are buying the property right and and you don't bring kids into the house you don't bring family members through the house you don't make a second showing so mom and dad can see the house those things have changed but really well we just needed to scale it back a little just right. to make sure that we're not exposing everybody over and over again Right, but if you look at um, how it's written for real estate agents, we're not supposed to bring mom and dad into the house to showing without notifying the seller anyways. Right, anything you do in real estate, and I'm sure in other businesses, you need permission from the person that owns the property. Now, the one thing that they said was that working with buyers, if you've been working with a buyer and you're pretty certain that they're going to purchase a property within the next 30 days, then you can go out and and show them properties. Okay. But if you get a new buyer, somebody just calls you today and says, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd like to start looking at houses. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not pre-approved. The odds of them buying within 30 days, you're not supposed to be taking these people out to look at multiple houses. Right, because everything's not in order. Right. They need to be in order. But there's things you can do. You can set them up a search. You know, you can have phone contact, see what they like. And that way you don't lose a potential buyer. Right. And and if there's, you know, a house that they, they'd like to see a little bit more of, you as an agent can go out and do a virtual showing. Again, can, with the permission of the seller. Yes, you have to have permission because, but that's been a normal, that nobody can take videos or pictures inside of a house Without the seller's permission, right? And, and I, all permission should be in writing. But you see, but you've seen that where people come to a regular open house when we've had open houses, and their husband couldn't come or their wife couldn't come, or right? Somebody and they want come. to take pictures, they want to video, right? 
And, and, it's, and they're not supposed to. Without the homeowner's permission, you're not supposed to let them do that. Because no, we don't know what they're taking pictures of. Right. So now, Even though we're right there with them, and I'm sure it's all above board. Well, it's so easy today to, to pull out your phone yes. and, and take a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have to get, again, if you're going to do a virtual showing for a client, you can get the homeowner's permission. But again, it's supposed to be a buyer that you are pretty certain they're going to buy within 30 days. Okay. Another thing that they've said to us was doing market analysis right. on homes. Okay, which has changed a little bit because now you really can't get. Yeah, into a this lot one of this one kind of bugs me a little bit though because <laughs> there's a couple things that I just don't get. Um, to me, either you can do a market analysis or you can't. Because here's the thing: it says that um, you can do a market analysis, but when the ability to do a mm-hmm. virtual CMA. Mm-hmm. Right. They want you to do that. I mean, now we've sat down with a lot of, you know, clients or potential clients for listing presentations where, you know, you're going up to get the listing and we always go in, we look at everything. But a lot of times I've noticed, you know, in the business that a lot of realtors do a market analysis even before they've walked through the house. Well. So, I mean, that makes it more difficult for the numbers, but I, I'm just putting that out there. No, I, I understand that. that. I but mean, we saying, always wait until we go in and we look at the house. Right, but now they're saying when possible, do a virtual um, tour of the house. Right. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to sit back and you're going to have the homeowner go on FaceTime or uh uh, you, uh, what you, um, no, it is. I mean, you can FaceTime them. They can walk through with FaceTime. Right, or Facebook Live or one of those, uh, well, Zoom or, or any of those um, yes, apps right. out there. Anything that helps you see the house. But now you're basically, it's the homeowner walking you through the house, showing you the house and what they want you to see and not necessarily what you want to see. Like the big holes in the walls. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, but... You know, it's to me, it's a lot harder. And, of course, if you're... Well, it is. It makes it more difficult, but we're going to do what we have to do. Yeah, but I think still at that point when you look at it, the, it also says that um, when you're doing market analysis for the people, when you go out and you meet with them to do a CMA, they want you to take the photographs that you're going to use on the MLS at that time. Right. Okay. But you don't... You're not necessarily knowing that you're going to get the listing. They could be interviewing two or three other agents. And are those two or three other agents also going to take the photographs? Because remember now, one of the limits that has been put on us is that we cannot bring in outside people. Right, into photographers, the house. stagers. But this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe they're just doing their homework a little more. Maybe they're looking at the realtor, the sellers. So yeah. maybe when they're they're picking a, a realtor, a potential realtor ahead of time, so they're not going to be interviewing three or four people. Maybe well, and and a lot of times they don't want three or four people coming into their exactly. house. Exactly. So because you know, there's lots of ways to look and see what a realtor does. You can see what they've sold. So agents better make sure they have up to date information on their oh, okay. their websites and everything. Gee whiz, <laughs> come on. But um, now another thing that that has changed a little bit is the home inspection process. And this one, again... Well, that's kind of yes and no when you think about it. Well, it really hasn't changed because... No, because that's what you're supposed to do. It says that during the home inspection, only the agent and the prospective buyers should be in there during the home inspection with the home inspector. Right. That's a norm. 
Yes, it, it you, is. I always thought it was. You're really not supposed to bring mom, dad, Uncle Joe to without, the home inspection. Right. Again, we fall on the word that, yes, you need permission to bring other people into the house. And sometimes it complicates the situation when you have so many people at a home inspection. Well, it distracts a home inspector because you've got a, a bunch of people asking questions. Did you check this? Right, Did you asking do this? different questions. The other thing is if mom or dad or Uncle Joe is a licensed contractor, a licensed electrician, a licensed plumber, and, and they're going to add their two cents to the home inspection or, or they're going to be looking at things, you need the, home, the, the homeowner's permission to bring them in because there's still a licensed contractor working in that. They're not working as mom or dad. They're yeah, but working a lot of a, times you don't know what mom and dad do until you're at the home inspection and you start chatting. Yeah, and now what they're saying is if the buyer finds... Issues, home inspection issues. Yes. Rather than ask the homeowner to correct these issues. Yeah, they're looking for the buyer to give a, you know, give a credit to to the buyer. Right. Right. Because this way the seller doesn't have three or four different contractors coming into the house. Right. A lot of companies won't go into the house at this time, and sometimes it's very hard to... They're backed up. Right. They're really backed up. So what you can do is you can, you know, get pricing on the work and give the buyer a closing cost credit at the time of closing. The appraisal, okay, this is a little bit different because normally when we would meet an appraiser at a house, we would walk through the house with the appraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it gives the appraiser an opportunity because a lot of times they'll ask us questions like, do you know how old the roof is? Right. Obviously, he might have looked into that. Sometimes they don't, and they ask us a lot of questions. And the thing is, and we would always bring a copy of the contract to make sure they had a copy of the contract. Right. And we always brought comps. Yeah, it's comps to, that we've used, right. Right, to justify what mm-hmm. we think the sale price, why the house should appraise. Right, but now, now... they pull their own, but we've always brought ones because sometimes they're not familiar with the area. Yeah, but now we can always email everything ahead of time. Right. Just so, send it to... So see, everything works out. You just have to stay calm, follow the rules... And we're going to get through this. Well, and the thing is, now when the appraiser calls, I ask them for their email address. Mm-hmm. Because this way, if mm-hmm. I want to send them a copy of the contract, if I want to send them comps, I can yeah, email them we comps have everything. ahead of time. And then the last one of the last things they put in was participating in final walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it is important that the agent is there for the final walkthrough. Um you want to make sure that if there were issues that were done from the home inspection, that that they're they're done. Right. The other thing is you want to make sure that... Yeah, that everything's moved out of the house, that it's broom swept. And that things that were supposed to stay stayed and things that were supposed to be taken have been taken. Yeah, absolutely. And that's important because that's right before the closing. Right. And I mean, that's still a limited amount of people in the property. Yes, only the buyers. Okay, so it should be you and your clients, not mom and dad, not Uncle Joe, not anybody else. You know, after the closing, if the buyers want to bring mom and dad or Uncle Joe... Well, that's different. They own the house. Right. They can do whatever they they want. want. Mm -hmm. Now, and the last thing has been closings. Now, normally, we do the final walkthrough with our clients, and we go to the closing, our clients' closings, and, and we're there for the closings. And now they don't want the agents going to the closing. We're not supposed to go to the closing. Right. And as a rule, we stay with our clients beginning to end. Right. But, I mean, we're doing this just to make sure everybody's safe and, and, and this staying is a, healthy. And, and the attorneys will mail the check. They'll mail, mail the commission check. Or if they want to let you pick it up, you can pick it up. Right. It up. It, it's up to them. 
So, I mean, yeah, there, there's guidelines. It's nothing that totally restricted us to where we can't do our job. We just have to be safe. We have to follow the guidelines and do the best. This is not the norm. This is a Band-Aid on a tough situation that eventually we're going to get back to the normal way of doing things. Yeah, we just have to play it safe, pay attention. Now, there are some non-essential activities that we're used to doing, things that we can do or we used to do that we now have to stop doing. Right, right, like open houses. Right, we can't do broker opens. No, no more broker or public open houses. Right, where you stand in a house, people are coming to the house. Right, so they suggest we do it virtually. You can do a virtual open house if you'd like Mm -hmm. to do a virtual open house. Um, There's different ways of doing it. We won't get into all that, but agents can do a virtual open house. Another thing that they've mentioned that we're no longer supposed to do is driving in a car with a customer or a client. This is something we don't do We've anyway. Never done, right. No, we always actually have them follow us. Yeah, there's too much liability and responsibility driving clients around now. There are certain circumstances. If you have a relocation client coming in from out of state and you know they're staying in a hotel, they need... Right, you know, I mean, and that's why this is on the list because some agents do and they have to do it. Right, and this is one thing that we cannot do anymore, at least until this is over. Right. Okay. We kind of went through this, conducting any showings to a prospective buyer who's not likely to buy within the next 30 days. Yeah, we did. We covered that. Right. So, you know, it, it, again. We, showed, we talked about options that they can do just to continue, you know, working, working with, with us. Them. Right. Um, entering well, a property with an appraiser. We talked about that. We can't do that anyway. Got to let the appraiser go in, let him do his job and, and come out. And then, of course, attending closings. Right. And we just talked about that. Now, there's a couple services that a lot of agents use that you cannot use during this time. Right, which is professional photography and home staging. Right. You can't bring in a photographer to take your pictures. You can't bring a home stager in to to stage a house. For us, that doesn't hurt us because we take our own photos. Right. We take our own photos. We do our own drone. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not big on stagers. Uh, So, again, but... You know, people, if you follow the guidelines that right. have been set, okay, you follow to the best of your ability what Governor Lamont is telling you to do and, you know, the federal government's telling you to do, we'll get through this. We will. We, we will. We We've ha- had other I tragedies. Mean, basically, we have no choice. We have to get through it. Well, but the thing I mean, is... you know, you just can't stop living. No. You have to pay attention to what you're supposed to do. But this will come to an end. And, and we will move on. And, and, you know, next year, everybody's going to be talking about this. And, yeah, again, unfortunately, there's going to be people that will pass from this. There'll be um, people. But there's going to be some great stories that come out of this as well, people who help people. Look at the nurses and doctors. Look at the first responders, the jobs that they're doing, putting themselves out there. Well, I have to give a lot of credit to, yes, the health professionals. Yes. The people that work in the grocery stores. Let's not forget them. People that work at even I mean, in restaurants. They're amazing. They're now, amazing. A lot of restaurants have gone to this uh, takeout menus where you pull up and they're doing a fantastic job. They, they really, really are. are. And you know what I'm noticing through all this is that we're coming together. Yes. It's that we're, we have to stay so far apart, but yet this separation has made us closer. Yeah. Everybody's being so nice. And maybe this is what this is all about. It's just that we really need to appreciate each other and what we do for each other. Well, and I think we need to appreciate um, some of these people. Like I said, the nurses, the doctors, the police officers, the firemen. I mean, 
they're not sitting home. They're, they're no. out there. Look at the, the doctors and the nurses every day at the hospitals that are coming in contact with this and, you know, making sure that they have masks and they have respirators and they have Yeah, and that's why everything. we need to pay attention to what, you know, they're putting out there for us. Right. And, and that's what I'm talking about, about not living in fear about, you know, there's always a bright side to things and you have to look at that. There's, there's people that are surviving this. And again, when this is all said and done, there's going to be some great stories that are going to come out. People are going to say, wow, look at the job they did. Look at what they went through. I just think that when this is all over with and as we're coming out of it, we're just going to be well, we're going to learn that we need to be more appreciative. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're not, but it's like, wow, the things we need to go without, and we're doing okay. And we're more doing home okay. <laughs> well, I always cook at home. I'm not one to run out. out no, anywhere. but but I think, again, restaurants are, that's a hard Everybody's business. Everybody's stepping it, up. It's, there's not a big. Uh, profit margin in restaurants so but they're doing a fantastic job so i think that everybody's doing what they're supposed to and hopefully by our next podcast this will be a thing of the past that would be terrific so what i can say to everybody is that just stay safe wash your hands and and we're out there if you need any help let us know and we'll talk to you soon take care